or anything that starts talking about smoky peasiness with the with with the moniker something that's saying that this is from the part of Scotland that is the Islay Islay Isla. And uh, and then I say, all right, I'm going to give that a try. I start, I, I section them out, and then I say, which one of these looks the best? And then I go from there. So I mean, I can't drink that stuff. I'm a big baby. I love the peatiness, man, and the smokiness just makes you feel like it's like smoking a cigar without smoking a cigar, and that's like the best of both worlds. I guess so. If you like cigars, yeah. And I think it's Isla only because this. I just looked it up. I'm like, why does that sound so familiar? Um, yeah, there's why? a section of the Florida Keys called Isla Morada. And it's pronounced the exact same. I mean, it's spelled the same it's way. Spelled, it's all one word, I think. But that's why it's um, that's where I have that pronunciation from. What do you mean? It's oh, oh, the Isla, Isla Morada, Morada is, is one word. Is one word, but it's spelled the same way. Uh, it'd be interesting because remember we're we're still American, so it could still be an American. Yeah, a harsh of it. Yeah, we just we just butcher everything. But I'm trying to think of Scottish right. accent how they would say it. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think of a Scottish accent. I can't think of how to do it right now. I can't even think of what it would sound like. Um, you should guess. You should guess and just just test uh, it out on air. <laughs> I'm definitely not recording a Scottish <laughs> accent. Sorry, <laughs> not doing that. I'm just trying to think of. I'm think, trying to think of my Braveheart. I'm just trying to think of lines from Braveheart. Um, You're not even going to go with a real Scott. No, I'm gonna go with a Mel Gibson version. I'm gonna. Well, I'm not thinking of Mel Gibson. I'm Actually, Australian whenever I think of the, whenever I think of the Scottish accent, I think of uh, the the father. The there's the Mel Gibson's best friend, and then he has his father. This is the guy who, like, by the end of the movie, is 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 rocking the badass um, one armed. Uh, what do you call it? It's not a mace. It's like a yeah, it's a type of mace. Yeah, it's a type of mace. It's like a whirl, not a whirling dervish, but it's like a type of mace. But it, I always think of his Scottish accent. That's the one that is really good in brave. I think of Sean Connery. No, I don't think it's Scottish. No, no, I mean yeah. Well, he's Scottish, so I guess yeah, that's just... too easy. Yeah, yeah and okay. I don't like to think of you. He's a Scotsman playing an Englishman for the majority of his career. I don't know what to tell you. And then sometimes he's a Spaniard, and you're like, well. We're... Where did this come? Speaking of Spaniard, so you're taking him to task accent. for that, but you're fine with an Australian playing a Scottish person, and that's where you're going to go with? I just feel like he was more convincing. Okay. Hey, well, fair enough. Hey, it's art. You know, you know, you know what's really funny? Before we, before I get into my gripes of the week, I deleted. They, we did a whole, uh, there in the episode of, because um, I don't know when this will air, but in the episode about Zuckerberg and the metaverse, and you went into the whole thing about, um, I think it's that episode where you talked about uh, uh, sleep segmentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I did a whole, basically a whole diatribe on how the Spaniards speak with a lisp because of their, of, of because of a king that they once had yeah. that also had a lisp. And then the entire country basically adopted it slowly over time. And then. And I was so confident about it, and I was going to leave it in. But the thing is, after, as soon as the episode ended and we looked it up, it, the fact that it was a myth was just—it just hurt my pride too much. So I, I just couldn't bear uh, you. You 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 deleted it from the episode. I deleted it from the episode. I could not wow. bear being that egregiously that wrong? wrong. That doesn't being that offensive. Yeah, I'm fine with being a myth. Yeah, I'm fine with being wrong if it's just like you know, it's just well, that's just not the you know, that's not the full picture, or that's just a piece of it, you know. And it's like there's more to it, and then it's like then we learn. But being so sure and being so wrong was too much for my little ego to you take. Could have so just retracted it. it. Now you're making some hypothetical retraction. It's I am because I'm letting I'm well letting the listeners know that something I in thought, the metaverse right now. We don't we don't really know what it is. <laughs> I just think I just think that's so wild. I was so convinced that, that was a true story. And and because I feel to your like credit at one point you was. Googled it. It came yeah. up. Oh yeah like, immediately. it's a thing. Yeah, it's, it's not like thing. you know yeah something in your family history where you guys keep retelling this wrong story and it <laughs> doing it it's it's a thing out there it's a yeah it's it, it's a thing out there and then, i will know, say but yeah i will say i know one person in spain and i asked them about this and they looked at me like i had 10 heads they had no idea what i was talking about now that was just one person very large country so could have been an anomaly but it seems like this myth may not be common in spain i doubt it I doubt it. I, that after learning about it, I realized that this is probably a myth that's been propagated by the, the anglicized, well, yeah. the, well, Anglo, yeah, anglicized propaganda against you know Spanish incursion. You know, it's it's probably yeah. something that was 
How do you feel about that? Uh, that's how pervasive propaganda can be. It, it can get the best of us and without even that. That's how it works. You don't well, even know. That's at least thing. you left you it in, know. owned up to it and retracted it, it as soon as you could. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I didn't leave it. In. I couldn't do it. I couldn't <laughs> well, do at least it. you're bringing it up now. I mean, listen, you got you got one of your feet in the accountability pool. That yeah. says something. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. Basically. Basically. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this week I was I'm, I mean, I, I, I was irate and uh, and I was really? trying to figure out, well, there were there were two different things that happened this week. And and I think one of them probably should save for next time, because I think that you probably have a good story that you might want to bring up. And I, I can't I don't want to carry the whole episode, but um, <laughs> but but but, but the, the main gripe was that, you know, I was sitting here and I was thinking about the marijuana passage from Jersey that that Jersey voted in November of 2020 to legalize marijuana or decriminalize marijuana because you can't really legalize it without it um, being taken off as a class A substance in the federal government. So what you can do in a state level is you can decriminalize it. And then by decriminalizing it, you can then set up a structure that would allow you will allow various vendors to begin selling it for recreational use. Now, many states to the to the credit, and I, I'm not sure how the federal government plays into this, but medical uh, usage of marijuana, which is if you get a doctor's note, for instance, and you're able to uh, procure uh, a state ID that allows you to purchase from medical dispensaries, that is much more ubiquitous. And that's been in existence for quite some time, well before various states started to get in on the on the whole um, on the whole recreational game. Uh, so so Jersey is definitely, you know, to Jersey's credit, Jersey's had a longstanding history of medical marijuana. So that's, I mean, we're talking longstanding. It probably maybe it's been around for like six years, maybe maybe a little longer. Maybe it's been around for a decade. I'm just saying that the whole use of mar- marijuana in general in this country is relatively recent. So, you know, we don't we can't go back. Um, you know, we can't go back 50, 40 years in terms of it. Um. So, yeah. So, in, so, right. So Jersey was able, you know, so the people voted and I, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, it's November of 2021. Why, why haven't we seen any movement on it? So, so I start Googling and, and, and I start reading articles on what's going on here. By the way, I love when I say Googling, <laughs> I started Googling. There's no special special yeah. <laughs> there. I don't believe, I can't believe Google is a real, like there's no, adult way to say that word i'm convinced i don't think you could say that word and sound like an adult in the room like you, you with confidence you're like a person that demands respect uh like general Patton. like i can't i can't imagine someone in the 40s being like we're gonna get over that beach and we're gonna google them you know like well, I, was, I, I, went, anyway. I went to sean connery i can't imagine him saying it he sounds very prestigious fair enough fair enough i want to oh. <laughs> <laughs> A Scottish accent eludes me. <laughs> Shrieking, not stirring. Google them. I know I, it's it's eluding me. I can't get it. I can't get it down. You should keep uh, practicing. I will. Uh, off off air. The so yeah. So here we are. It's almost a year later. So I started googling what's going on with that. Isn't it the licensing? Yeah, and it, but, but but it's worse than that. You know. All right. So there's a really good article. This goes back to Chris Christie. I thought like, and he would not give anyone permission. He was like this. This whole thing that he was able to block it because right. he wouldn't allow dispensaries to open. C- correct, but but Patrick, what's his name? Who's the government? What's his Patrick Murphy? Is that his name? Bill, dude, you live here. What do you want from me, man? I'm I'm a transplant. All right, I'm Bill. learning. I'm learning the ropes. All right. At least you got his last name right. <laughs> what's his name? Paul. At least, at least you knew we had a go. <laughs> Paul Murphy. What's that guy? What's that? Patrick O'Hanahan. <laughs> Why don't you just do an Irish accent while you're at it? Who's the governor? It's a... Anyway, um, yeah, we're, we're, well, it's a licensing thing, but the, it, but it's it, it's more insidious than that. So there's an article. There's a really good article that I think everyone should read, and 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 it's really it's an impressive. So the article is called um, "New Jersey is Dragging Its Feet with Marijuana Legalization" by uh, a guy named Thomas Kuzma, who, interesting enough, this dude is actually just a junior. In uh, in college at the moment, he's like in like a it's like he's like a poli sci major. And this article is the most comprehensive article I could find on the current state of New Jersey's weed uh, uh, weed issues or what have you. Passion project. 
it was it's cool. I mean, he references like everything he talks about. He has references to other articles that are only talking because most of the articles only have a piece of the whole thing. This dude just right. I mean, I was thinking of reading the whole thing, but I was like, that's where is it published? Where is it published? It is published in a place. This is called the Daily Targum. I've never heard of it. It's a New Jersey local uh, site. Like it's a New Jersey local paper kind of thing, you know, in that paper. And uh, and it's under opinions. But the dude. Dude does a great job of just like breaking it down into various subjects in terms of like the, the like he hits the point. So he I mean, one of the parts that he hits and this is the part that made me initially upset because I didn't know this, but he he writes in the article, he says the glacial place, the glacial pace of progress is pretty frustrating compared to states like Arizona, which only needed a few months to set up their legal recreation cannabis industry. Both Arizona and New Jersey voters approved legalization in November 2020, but Arizona has been buying weed from the state's several dozen dispensaries since January of 2021. So, so we're going to be nearly a year later than them if we're if we hit this target. The target supposedly set right now is February 2022. But the state is woeful, woefully behind in terms of giving out licenses for recreational vendors. So, so the, what's the blocker? Is it is it a human blocker? Is it's it a process both. blocker? It's, what is what's going on? Well, he, well, this is the this is this is what's getting frustrating about this because he even he's not he's I mean he's done a very good job of being objective in terms of his journalism here. But if you read between the lines, and that's what that's what we're here for. <laughs> we're here to read between the lines. No, but he he, he points to the so the the Jersey Jer- Jer- set up this this committee called the cannabis regulatory commission and they're responsible for regulating the cannabis industry right naturally but they've been dragging their feet in terms of actually green lining like giving out enough um shoot what do i what i think i just said it the uh not licenses licenses thank you because part of what they 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 basically added in a stipulation that in order to sell recreational marijuana there's two requirements that need to be met one Experience. Say that again. Three years experience. Just going back to my job hunting days. Got to get that entry level job with three years experience. I don't know how you get that. So, it's, yeah, actually, it's a year of experience selling marijuana, which means you're. Yeah, that's. Exactly <laughs> Are you serious? It. I'm dead serious. Yeah, it's a year. Are of you ex- kidding? I'm not kidding. I was not, joking. I know. Well, your jokes landed. Your, wow. your joke landed in the in the reality of truth. Holy um, cow. Yeah. They, they basically said that if you're going to start selling as a vendor, you need to prove that you can do so, which means which means you have to have been in the game for a year, which is which is all right. It's not fine. It sucks. I mean, that's terrible. That's already just like, you know, you, what are you supposed you're, to you're do? Arizona, entrepreneur. A transplant from Arizona? No, 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 no. no. You, they're basically at that point, you're talking then to only the medical distributors because the medical distributors have been in the game for uh, a couple of years see. now. You see? But the thing is that the other requirement that they have is that the uh, they're saying that the medical industry, so the medical, the current dispensaries that that do it for medicine have to be able, they basically have, they're saying that those people have to say that there is enough marijuana available to be sold then for recreational. So they're basically putting this on the, the medical industry to say that they have to be they have to prove that they can supply those who need marijuana from a medical basis before they're allowed to give the excess marijuana to other people for recreational basis. So that that's also part of the stipulation that they're working with, which, yeah, go on. So well, they're, they're, well, well they're, yeah. their output is meeting their prescription demand so so he writes it in the article he even writes this he says the new jersey cannabis trade association which represents the state's existing medical marijuana dispensaries claims that it has enough supply to meet the demand of both recreational and medical markets so he said he and he says the only obstacle is the crc so it, it's very much a uh what do you it's like the they, crc is the is what the, the, oh, the Cannabis Regulatory Commission that we mentioned earlier that was set up by the state in order to govern the industry. So wait, what's and, and what about that? What's the roadblock there? Um, have? They're, they're saying that the they're saying that the they can't be they're not sure that the medical marijuana dispensaries can meet demand. And the, but they but just the, said they could. Exactly. But the, <laughs> but the medical marijuana dispensary said they can meet demand. Well, what do they need? A notified letter? It's so bureaucratic. And it's, that's my point. It's 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 beginning to feel insidious. And there's a there's a couple of other notes that he brings up. That but how gonna, do you? Yeah. But, but, but like, no, no. Like I, I, I and I don't know if it's in the article or what, but mm-hmm. what. Uh, like, does it need to be notarized? <laughs> like what? Like what? What? What do they need from the dis- 
from the medical marijuana growers, distributors, whatever it is, what is is considered proof? Right. I don't. Because if they we, said they have it, like he what does doesn't, that mean? He doesn't put that in the article because it. it I don't think there is. That's that's like a walkthrough of the growing facility or something. I I I, I think it's just bureaucratic nonsense like i think that's my that's my point i think that these this committee is intentionally dragging their feet in in order to not let this industry get off the ground you mentioned go on can i ask you because you mentioned the the year thing and i made the joke about transplant but can can someone from like colorado or somewhere can someone from outside the state come in here with their years experience no 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 you have to you have to be selling marijuana legally in the state for up to a year before you're allowed to sell it recreationally that's weird. So far, is that like a kickback to to the to the medical community in a way where they have monopoly on it now? Uh, well, I think there's a number of things going on here. I mean, we'll get to that. I wanted to say one more aspect okay. of it that that is a little that that is starting to point to the fact that it here's what it feels like, and then it feels like the people of New Jersey want something, voted it in democratically, but the representatives of New Jersey want something else i mean th- that that's possible yeah. um i mean i don't so hold on watch this he said well, i guess that's uh, my point is like what well, so is on. it a, is it the representatives because it seems like this committee and that committee is a subcommittee i assume it's more than that, of representatives exactly so hold on what is especially he said he also writes what is especially frustrating is seeing how many municipalities have outright banned cannabis dispensaries from operating. More than 70% of the state's municipalities are passing up millions of dollars in tax revenue and thousands of new jobs in favor of 1970s style reefer madness. In pushing for a dispensary ban, for example, Lacey Township Mayor Peter Curatolo, you might be able to know where Lacey Township is, I don't know. It's south. Said the town's he this is what he said. He said the town's residents didn't vote for 17-year-olds to become drug users. They didn't vote for some overtaxed product so some MS 13 gangbanger can come in here and undercut the legal market. End quote. <laughs> so they can He's, just I mean logically then so then they, they just have the whole market. Well the but you know what the I mean? medical like if you're gonna, yeah, like, if you're gonna play in that muck. Like, yeah. <laughs> then they would they would have the black market already, you know, like, I don't even yeah, it's, it's the absurd. logic there. It, it, well, it's, like a, it's absurd in so many levels. First of all, we're not address- going to try and we're not going to try and legalize this, um, this this illegal market, because then the illegal market will just undercut us. Yes, we'll, it'll cut into our profit. That's basically uh, what he's saying. Yeah. Not only that, what, but he's also strange but- logic. Well, it's also ridiculous. I mean, the, the, the well, idea is because the voters voted for it. Well, it's not just that. I'm just saying he's part of it is, you know, 17 year olds using marijuana. I mean, the, the, the legal age for marijuana with the with the amendment was 21. So, I mean, I don't even know where you're like, what are you where, what are you addressing here? That's the, 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 there is such a paternalistic aspect to what these representatives are representing in, in, in many ways where they're basically saying we know better than the average voter in this state and, and our own internal like this is our own biases against marijuana. We are going to enact that in there and therefore usurp the will of the people, which is just incredibly frustrating. Yeah, but I don't know how the referendum I don't know how the referendums are counted in the state. Like, do you have to win over the districts or is it more in aggregate where it's like a yes, no, and every everything's equal? Or do you have to win district by district with this type of referendum? Mm. Because if it's if it's everyone, if it's just like, all right, everyone in Jersey voted and this was yes and this was no, I believe and it's that's a clear how it cut was. line, I believe then that makes sense then because then they're killing it because down to the municipality level or the district level, I am sure they're able to have a, you know, a, you know, I don't know if it's a, if it's a red or blue issue, but mm-hmm. if it is like a lot of red municipalities are going to vote no, most likely because that's tradition. Well, he said, I mean, he actually points it might be at- like cell phone towers. Sounds good, but not in my backyard. He points out in the article that the the guy who was running against um, what's that guy's name? Um, Patrick Murphy. Oh yeah, yeah, Patrick Murphy, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's is it Paulina Paulina McBride? Who, who is the who's the governor? <laughs> anyway, uh, basically the guy who was running against him, the Republican that was running against him, is a, was a staunch Cittarelli, something. Yeah, like that. he's he's a, basically he's a he's a he's completely against the legalization of marijuana. So. Uh, yeah, like I so, said, red or blue issue. That's it, what it sounds like. That's what it usually is. Well, but that's that's what's crazy because if it is a red or blue issue, it is interest. 
the whole point of conservatism and in many respects is sort of like that laissez-faire do as you will you know it's all about it's all about libertarianism right it's part of it right part of it right so to 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 say that if the majority of people want something but we don't want this now all of a sudden it's like well what do you even stand for at that point like well where you know where damn is well your, there's republican we smoking pot you know damn well there's republican oh, hell smoking yeah. pot out hell there yeah. i don't want to yeah. you know like hell come yeah. on, guys. but all right look so here's so here's my and then this is my own like this is other research that i've done and this is this is where i this is where this is really what gets my girl okay this is really what what grinds these beans okay <laughs> we should look up like turn of the century <laughs> phrases you should and just like like words of the day and just trying to use this on this pod you know I I, well well i mean i uh, part of what's it's just like um in firefly josh whedon how he would use korean uh korean curse words in firefly in order to get under the ffc uh the FC, mm-hmm. fcc at the mm-hmm. time in fox yeah so we'll do something similar to that the <laughs> okay but, the clean rating on apple exactly uh so you so, so the, the thing that's frustrating about this is that when people frame it this way, I think that they they're not they're doing a disservice to the average marijuana user. The, the fact that people want always want to frame marijuana in terms of its uses on the recreational end, even though you're selling it recreationally, I think does a massive disservice to how difficult it is to get medical marijuana for people who actually may need medical marijuana. There is a hefty cost, and I looked up the cost in Jersey. There's a hefty cost that goes into being able to secure medical marijuana, even if you actually qualify medically for medical marijuana. So what do you mean? Insurance doesn't cover That's exactly, it? Yeah, right. Not not one. I, I'm not going to get into how the insurance does or doesn't cover it. I, I, what I can get into is the out-of-pocket costs that you have to pay regardless of insurance. So oh, like the, you got to pay like X amount yep, of dollars before ex- insurance. Exactly. So the to, in order to get or they that, only cover X percentage and then you owe everything else. Oh, just give me a second. All right, I'm going to get into it. Right. The if you the state requires that you have to pay a hundred dollars for the license and that has to be renewed annually. So and then every year you have to get recertified for your illness from a doctor. And many of the doctors in the medical marijuana game require multiple visits that they can check on you throughout the year. So people, I was looking online and informs people are quoting things of upwards of $2,000 per year of with medical visits in order to continue to qualify with additional having to pay that $100 renewal fee every year in order to keep getting the medical marijuana. And then also when you buy marijuana, that is still at a, it is still at a cost. You're not the medic. uh, You're not getting that covered by insurance. There's not, there's no universal basic you know, healthcare when it comes to buying marijuana. So that's still out of pocket costs. So I'm saying you could yeah. be you could be up there in, in the thousands of dollars every year trying to get med- access to medical marijuana. And this is if you have cancer. This is if you have any kind of illness that qualifies. So yeah, the so, glaucoma, all that stuff. Yes, you, what, I have a yeah, question. Yeah. In, so. in terms of a prescription, do you have an example? Do you because I don't know anyone to be honest. Do you have an example of what a prescription may be? And what I'm getting at is quantity. Mm. Is it like, oh, you have this illness and I don't know, whatever factors you get one ounce a month or something like that? Like, how does that work? That I don't know. Yeah, that's a question. I, I, I mean, I don't well, because, I mean, is it relevant? My point is, is it relevant? Is it, yeah. Well, no, it's relevant because whether or not there should even be a line between recreational and and um, medical, because if there is no if it's just up to how much you can pay for and there is no like prescription in a sense where, if, listen, I smoke through my ounce in a week. Oops, mm-hmm. I need more. Um, okay, here you go. Here's your thing. Then, then you should just be able to buy it recreationally. And it should just be super easy. I like the fact that there is a division for this one reason. It's one reason only because this, the way that the states tax recreational marijuana versus the way they tax medicinal marijuana means that medicinal marijuana is still cheaper. Mm, it will saying. always be more expensive on the recreational market. But 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 again, right? We, this is talking oh, that's about a good point. That's a good point. But well, it's an interesting point because we're only talking about the procurement of the marijuana itself. We're not talking about the ancillary costs that that go in to be able to get marijuana on a regular basis, right? We're talking about those doctor's visits plus the renewal from the state. So if you can just get by with buying recreationally, then yeah, maybe recreational might end up being cheaper at the end of the day for certain types of users or anyone who doesn't or need it regularly. You grow, you grow it yourself. Nope. This Actually, that's another thing. In the article, he actually talks about how it's illegal in New Jersey, which is actually strange. No, but I'm saying like, I didn't believe know. that. Well, 
go if, on. If, tomato, if tomatoes cured cancer <laughs> um, and I could grow it myself versus buying them at the supermarket, you know, why can't you just grow it yourself? What's what's the deal? That wasn't in the referendum. It's not the same, Jersey, as, it's not the same as it's not the same as alcohol where you could actually like poison yourself and all that kind of thing. Right. Like it's well, a I, plant. You're growing it. Why couldn't you just do that? And I, I'm, did, I know not legally, but like hypothetically, you know, theoretically. Oh, yeah. But I'm, well, I'm just saying that I think you're bringing up a very interesting point. Most of the states, when they came to legalization, the first thing that they did legalize was the ability to grow small amounts of marijuana f- for individual usage. Yeah, New Jersey, New, no, but New Jersey is one of the is the only, I think it might be the only state to legalize marijuana and not allow for that kind of that for not allow for that kind of um, what is it augmentation to the law to allow individuals to grow their own. It is completely illegal in New Jersey for you to even attempt growing it on yourself, which is crazy because Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Seattle, like all those other states, even that's well, I brought up Rhode Island because Rhode Island, you can't buy it recreationally, but you can grow it. Vermont is the same thing. You cannot buy it recreationally, but you can grow it. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's wild that Jersey decided to draw the line there because that's the that's like the the place that most places what's, start. I, I I mean, my question was going to be what's better, what's worse, being able to buy it but not grow it, or grow it but not buy it. Being able to grow it and not buy it is better than being. I think than being because again, you're talking about what people can afford, and when you and when you're you know. When, when you're you're petty strapped, you know, which many people are, that is the cheapest option because all because most people are not trying to be kingpin. They're not trying to sell marijuana. They want to use it for to alleviate severe symptoms. And that is the cheap. First of all, I, part of me is, you know, when you think about Jersey's connection with the medical, with the pharmaceutical industry, because I think Jersey, I think, has the majority of pharmaceutical in- industries headquartered uh, West, Western. Area, I believe, right? A lot, of them, a lot of campuses, yeah. And I think that when you think about that, and then you think about Princeton their area, right? Princeton and area, it, right? I want to say and, Old Bridge, maybe yeah. Summit, and when I you and when you think about that, and you think about where politicians get their money from, it, with a strong connection to the pharmaceutical industry, and we're talking, this is, I mean, we're talking, this is like trillions of dollars. We're talking about pain management, right? In terms of getting it from pharmaceutical drugs versus being able to grow marijuana in your backyard. I mean, that you're, you're, you're talking about this could be quite a bit of a loss for the pharmaceutical industry if, if more and more states start to legalize that kind of thing. I mean, we're, we're, this is a massive industry that it could be on the heels of not it's not collapse. That, that's you know, that, that that would be too. Think about what you're saying, though. How like corrupt is that? How unethical? That to not allow I'm wondering, though, I'm wondering. the right way because of the money lost. There has to be money somewhere. So whether it's the medical marijuana industry trying to make a stranglehold on continuing its its current state in terms of being in terms of being like a sole provider of marijuana, or if it's the pharmaceutical industry not wanting competition. But well, obviously, know, somebody you know is playing that, the fiddle. Like someone is in this know, game trying you to. You want to know what I think? Yeah, sure. The pharmaceutical sure. companies can do right now. So I'm trying to grow a lemon tree in my in my house, and I am failing miserable. I've already killed the lime tree, and I would pay. I would pay for a consultant come to my house and teach me how to grow this thing. And so maybe they should be, they should have consulting hours for the regular citizen to show them how to grow marijuana. That's cute. I <laughs> like where your head's at. I think it's very, um, it's definitely, I think every listener out there knows <laughs> maybe how much interaction some of us have actually had with the plants of marijuana. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. It's called weed for a reason. It's a weed. No one needs to show you how to grow a weed in your backyard. Is it really that easy to grow? Yeah, yeah. It grow. It, 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 it will grow out of control. You have to. It's like bamboo. You want to control it. It will continue to grow. It's so invasive. It, it will probably get into your neighbor's. You don't yard need lights, you and you can't overwater or underwater. All that stuff. All that has soil. All that has to do. All that stuff. All that has. All that has to do with illegal grows because you're not trying to have anyone know you're growing. So if you're trying to grow inside, just like anything. Yes, you need more. Uh, well, year round, right? It doesn't grow in the winter. You want to do year round. Yeah, and do it yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you could draw. My point. Look, we're, 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 oh, it's yeah, not you a marijuana podcast. The winter, you, you stock <laughs> yeah, up for the winter. There's way. Yeah, that's there's ways. To, yes, that's exactly what I'm getting at. And then you could you, you can a dry, a dry room in the basement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, right, that's fine. what I'm getting at. So. <laughs> It's not, it's not a fickle thing. It, it will grow. It will grow easily. Um. Anyway, but 
Yeah. So, so yeah. So this is just, I mean, I'm just saying there's just so many elements to it. And, and the, the, what also, if you want to talk about like the, the other level to what gets me really going about this issue is that this is a blue state and we're still in the, in the Northeast is a blue bastion. And the idea that Arizona, or I mean, that is, that is a red state. That is as red, not as red as you can get, but it's pretty darn red. Okay. It's not even a purple state. The fact that those guys, could, despite however anyone feels about their individual feelings towards it, but the fact that the majority of people could vote in the legalization of marijuana and those dudes can get it up and running in three months and a blue state like Jersey or this, the, the tri-state in general can't get their stuff together in order to get this out. It's, I mean, that, that's the frustration. It's, 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 it's why you can't the answer. But I don't know. Well, I don't know what the answer. Well, well, why they can't do it is because clearly there's 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 a reason for the people in charge, the representatives, despite being blue, and then you know having that faith that it's like oh, so you think blue pharmaceutical campaign funding? That's what you're getting at. I, I, what I'm getting at is that it's one of those issues where it, it it it's more to your it's more to your statement on politics. Just because you you vote blue and expect a certain type of behavior does not necessarily mean that you're going to get that type of behavior, especially when money's involved and depending on the pressure, depending on what corporation is putting pressure on your politicians, they could act as disingenuous as the opposite side that you would normally expect that behavior to be coming from. They can do that too. Yeah. But why wouldn't those same powers that be be operating in Arizona? Why is it? That's why I that's why I sort of brought up the connection with the pharmaceutical industry in Jersey. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's just less of a lobbying group in Arizona think, to stop. Yeah, it. but that's I don't know. I mean, look, but we, that's we, just their headquarters. But that's just their geographical, like brick and mortar. They operate globally, never mind nationally. Um, absolutely, absolutely, no so, doubt. About so that. why wouldn't they have an interest to suppress it in every state? I'm sure Not they just do. Where you know, what's proximity to? to their offices mean well i mean I, I don't think you can discount proximity because i mean I, I don't think you could discount the the chumminess that you have when you're headquartered in a certain area it's like saying well why does amazon uh, unveil majority of its experimental tech in seattle first it's because well that's where it's headquartered right i mean you you've got a lot of connections when with the municipalities within a state in which you are headquartered i, I think that well, we'd be doing uh, so a you bring up a good to, yeah yeah if there's a lot of chumminess if, that goes if on they are bringing business to the state they would have more influence yes to that's my point policy right you're you're right there so you're saying that they may have waning influence the further out west they go exactly You're like yeah i'm sure they're trying because you sure even have just... commuting orbits yeah. around west yeah. jersey exactly so you're you're, you're, yeah. you're picking up what i'm putting down you're, you you got it no fair <laughs> enough um, i'm just saying it's 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 so i'm trying to be very measured about it because it, it really is angering like i i cannot believe that it's going on that it's gone down this way Mo- mostly because i just i get very fired up when people do direct election on policy when when there is a direct vote on policy to me i'm like that's as clear cut as you can get in terms of your in terms of your representatives in terms of your people to say yeah but if you're telling you cannot stand in front of this this is something you need to just do but if you're telling me and here's the caveat in it all if you're telling me that the referendum was statewide but there's a component there's another component to this it's mm-hmm. more granular it's on the local level to actually approve the dispensaries per town that is a township thing yeah dude it's up to the municipalities you i mean so are you saying that there are no even in the blue municipalities in the blue districts there yeah. are no there's nothing happening there's nothing that happening is, that's correct yeah i guess it just matters how important this issue is well that's, that's a, yeah. the issue will never be more important than letting the other side win what are you going to do? Vote for a different Democrat? Your only option is to vote third party, which I hope they do, but they won't ever do, right. apparently, or vote Republican, which I don't think they'll do. No, no, going to do. Right. Well, I think it's funny because the Republican municipalities are willing to buck the law. Right. They're willing to say, we don't give a crap what you what you vote in. We're doing what we want. And then the well, blue, the blue, the, 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 the blue municipalities are sitting around waiting for the law to enact. <laughs> Here's the they're other, trying to play by the rules and they're not getting the, anywhere either. Anyway. Here's the other thing. Other than the potential for getting in trouble, I've never heard of anyone having trouble finding marijuana in New Jersey. I mean, sure, you have dry spells, I'm sure. But like what do you mean illegally? It's, no, illegally. Like That's what they're I mean. being they're being. Yeah, I'm sorry. I may have misheard you. They're being supplied what they need. Well, right. Well, what do you mean by that? Like you'd be on the black market. 
Yeah. I'm assuming yeah, but not, that people are getting people what don't they need. Do that. But I'm saying that in terms of, no, I know that they don't want to, but in terms of, hey, here's my priority order of things that I'm going to hold my people accountable for. What's going to aggravate me enough to not vote for them? If they're getting their fill, even if it's not ideal, then that may be cutting into their their anger in a sense, their willingness to be boiled over to say, I'm not voting for you anymore because you aren't doing this because they're, yeah. they have an avenue. It may not be ideal, but they still have an avenue. I mean, I think that every, it comes down to the problem with everything in this country. It's you're trying to, you're trying to juggle so many things about the way that you're trying to live your life and survive in this freaking, in this world that even if you're upset about it, you probably do not have the energy and time to to all that too. Right. That's really what it comes down to. I I think that's more of always the issue. You're upset, but your job isn't politics. Your job is doing whatever you get paid. Exactly. The jobs of the representatives is to just fulfill the will of the people. And then when they decide not to fulfill the will of the people, the people have no more energy to, 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 to enact repercussions on the, on the government that is ignoring them. It's like, how do you like, what, what, what more do you want to do? You, you, you got the referendum in, you, you pass it, and then you're, the government just doesn't want to fulfill it. It's like, all right, well, I guess then the government doesn't speak for the people. And then that starts to erode trust, which is where this is part of our problem in this country, is that there is so little trust in the ability for the government to do what the government says it's going to do, that this just yeah. piles in. This just adds do you know what's that. Frust- Do you know what's frustrating about that to me mm-hmm. is that that trust is channeled in two ways. It's either channeled in party loyalty. Hey, it sucks. I don't trust them. But what am I going to do? Vote for the other guy or complete apathy. They don't vote at all. It never gets channeled to voting for a third party candidate. You're right about that. And this would be a special this would be a specific case where both sides are failing. And then the third party probably would be the best alternative in terms of trying to get this actually done. Not even that that person would do anything, but just as, hey, you're not untouchable. We have options. And if we continue to prove that those options are viable, then more people will come. And sooner or later, we will have a viable option. You're, I agree. I agree with you here. I, I do agree with you here. This is one of those parties. This is one of those places where this is what it took. This 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 you, Antoine, is what it took you to bring you over to my side. No, I'm not on your side, side completely. I'm saying in this specific instance, a duopoly <laughs> is is well, duopoly is problematic in many instances. And in this in this yeah, additional this instance, one is this this, this one is just another just one. About. Yeah, this it's is the same with one. every issue. This <laughs> this thing this thing can be divided into a topic A and topic B, and then we can. We can apply it to party one, party two, party three across the board. This is how everything works. It's just a matter of how upset you are about it. Right. Anyway. Right. Yeah. So that, that's my that's my axe to grind. What, what's with this? What's with Jersey and its marijuana adoption? So let's see what happens. We're going to see in February. I mean, well, not, it, not to put a linger it. But... To my point, yeah, it's red and blue. They're a very small independent crowd, apparently, um, at least at the municipal level. Right. And uh, that's the problem. Because if if this state referendum is being held up at the municipal level, then that is what's happening. There's not enough independence over there because it's not enough to force people. They know that. What are you going to do? Vote for the other people? Yeah. And it doesn't happen. Anyway, what do you got? What do you got before I uh, if I. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I have a story. And so okay. cool. sit back and listen, comment at the end, or you can jump in at any time. All right. But um, it's one of these stories where. You know, hearkening back to uh, fish farts in a previous episode, if anyone's interested in learning more about that, this, <laughs> do you remember it? Do you know yes. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I remember that the fish bizarre farts. story. Yeah, yeah, it was a bizarre so story. This All is right. a bizarre story. It's a bizarre okay. story. I have to. I'm compelled to share this. It cannot, it cannot end with me. So I'm tell the story. You, you jump in whenever you want. It's 1944. A Finnish ski patrol troop is behind Russian lines. Suddenly they're ambushed. A firefight erupts. And although they manage to escape, the Russians are hot on their trail. It gives way to a chase, a ski chase. And I'm imagining something like at a G.I. Joe or James Bond, or I think True Lies might even have like a ski chase, right? You got guys on ski. They have a ski chase in True Lies. It's the very beginning of the of the yeah, um, right? okay. of the movie when it's more spy oriented before you realize it's a comedy. There's a huge uh, ski chase, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm picturing in my head, at least for any viewers that need that, need that guidance. Anyway, there's a chase and things aren't looking good for the finish. Exhaustion sets in, but one of the soldiers remembers he has 
the troop's entire supply of methamphetamine inside his front pocket. At the time, meth was given out to soldiers to keep awake. This is normal. As he is fleeing. <laughs> you should throw that in there. I want heroin, heroin was given to women for uh, menstrual cramps. Meth was given Listen, to guys. soldiers for uh, to keep them awake. Listen, unlike New Jersey, <laughs> right, this was given out freely. This was given out freely, right? The people won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, go on. So as he's fleeing, right, he reaches into his pocket and attempts to pull out one pill. But he's got these mittens on. These goddamn mittens. And they get in the way. And he pours out all the pills into his palm. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Antoine, put them back in, share them with the other troops or throw away what you don't need. Well, this is war and exhaustion mixed with panic leads to one logical conclusion. He downs them all. So for context, right? He's, and, and I'm, you know, giving this whatever poor theatrical uh, effect mm. I can, but a safe dosage at the time is one pill per day. Yeah. This dude downs 30 at once with okay. no water. He's just like doing his cross country thing and downs 30 pills at once. But it's snow outside, right? Yeah, he doesn't grab any. Oh, okay. They know that for a fact. Okay. That's according to his account. Oh, okay. This, this is before he takes them. All dude, right. this stuff's about to go wild. So he downs this 30. As expected, he gets a little pep in his step and he leads his troops. A little pep. A little pep. A little pep in put, step. All right, interesting way to put it. Go on. Uh, and he leads this troop by setting the pace with lightning speed. Now, you know, the burst of energy isn't the only thing this dude gets. His vision is distorted. He's in and out of consciousness. Yeah. Sure. The next. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing this soldier recalls, he's 100 time. kilometers away, has no ammunition, no food, is completely alone without his troop. Mm-hmm. High as hell. Mm-hmm. But he continues skiing throughout the forest. Of course, he finally, he, he finally reaches the top of a hill and he spots some soldiers standing around a, a burning fire in the distance. Okay. Um, and he's thinking German allies. Now, at this time, um, Finland uh, was a German ally. They, they switch at the end. But at this time, they were they were closer to Germany. That's a good point to, to bring out. Actually, I didn't know that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I had to look it up. Yeah, because I, I, I was like, wait, is this true? And I wanted to make sure I fact check what I'm reading. I did mm. the best I could. Okay. So. Leaves his troop, uh, is completely alone with, uh, without his troop. Still very much high, he continued skiing through the forest. He reached the top of the hill, spotted some soldiers standing around a burning fire in the distance. I already went over this. He, he's thinking it's German allies and, he, uh, and that he's been rescued. So he sets course for the middle of this camp and they go out of their way to say at full speed, this dude's like at the top of a hill, looks through, I don't know, looks through his eyes or binoculars, who knows, but in the distance, he sees these troops around a fire and he's like, Germans, allies, full speed down this mountain. So as he's approaching this camp, he actually realizes they're Russians. Um, oh, but well, that's not good. But <laughs> to, <laughs> luckily... The Russians were so startled by this high out of their out of his mind Finnish soldier darting through their camp that they froze and he completely dusted them. A few people tried to chase him, but he was just like never stopped. He just like blew right by them. So he just zooms through this enemy Russian camp and they have they don't have a leg to stand on. They can't they can't catch him. However, uh, so so I should say. Over the next few days, the soldier survived on water and pine needles. And of course, meth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. It's apparently it's an appetite suppressor. Um, yeah, that's so it, why you lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> so after some hallucinations, which included conversations with imaginary friends and a wolverine, mm-hmm. which turned out to be a tree branch, mm-hmm. he shattered his compass and lost his backpack. This is where the Finnish soldier finds himself at an abandoned cabin and decides to start a fire on a wooden floor in the middle of the room. To his surprise, the entire cabin catches fire. Now you might be thinking he runs out of there like a madman, similar to how he skied down that mountain, but no, no, no. He is intent on finding some shut-eye and just wiggles himself uh, from at a safe distance every time he sees the flames are getting closer and closer. So he stays there. 
he tries to catch some shut eye the fire is burning 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 and he tries to just wiggle himself out of the way as the fire keeps moving uh towards him right okay um uh, eventually he gives up trying to sleep when the cabin collapses yeah naturally he, right right yeah. as one does as, as one, one does as do. one does as one yeah yeah your home is no longer your home he manages to escape this 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 collapsed burning cabin uh, and puts his skis on and decides what? he's going to hit the slopes again. All right. Yep. What, still what high as hell. Still right. high as hell. He spends most of the night uh, chasing a light, a fire that he sees in the distance, hoping for better luck this time, only to realize in the morning at dawn that it was the North Star. Finally, okay. he did reach a German camp, but it was abandoned. And apparently the Germans like to booby trap their camps after they abandon them. Uh, so the soldier accidentally um, set off a landmine and blew off half his right foot. Yeah, but he's on meth. Yeah, but still being high. Yep. He powers through. Of course. And he by was. that, I mean, he stumbles on another landmine. Oh. Um, when he comes to, he finds himself belly up, buried in the snow, clothes tattered, still holding the doorknob in his hand before he, before he set off that second landmine. Okay. Yeah. Without so a even foot, though without a foot as well, so he's bleeding to death. Yeah, you're bleeding from his foot as much yeah. as you can bleed to death from your foot, right? Which is possible. Dude's on meth. He's so, on meth. He's doing a lot. <laughs> so even though he's on meth and replaced he's his appetite, work. he this dude crawls into a, a hole, a ditch, and starts dreaming of food, apparently. Right? This is this is the account. He starts dreaming of food of food. A few days later, a group of Finnish soldiers found him. 400 kilometers that's 250 miles away from his original location this dude's traveled 250 miles for <laughs> 30 30 pills on, of meth will do it to you on meth yep and so they're like dude we're gonna come we're gonna send a rescue party for you and this guy's like did i just dream this whole thing are they finnish guys are they russians mm-hmm. are they germans Who, did i even imagine this whole thing um and so while he's waiting for this like i don't know rescue party or future captors uh to come back uh, this dude manages to catch a Siberian jaybird and he ate it raw because he's hungry finally. Okay. He caught a bird yeah, and ate it raw. Meth. All right. Yeah. But now he was finally rescued. They were, in fact, Finnish soldiers and they bring him back to a Finnish hospital. All right. His heart rate was 200 beats per minute. This is days after this whole thing. Now, for now I had to look it up because I don't know the normal stuff. The normal yeah. is between 60 and 100. His heart rate's beating 200 per minute. Okay. This dude weighs about 95 pounds. Um, he survived. He lived to be 72 years old after that. Okay. That's not bad for that time period, I suppose. Yeah. And that's the story. And that's the story that I came across and that I wanted to share. Oh, I don't got anything. What a very interesting story. That's very lovely. It's a really good historical story. I think everyone's going to be it's a bit riveting. It had, it had ups, it had downs, it had a crescendo. Had, you know, he gets rescued in the end. He, he lives to be 72 with only a foot without one, without one foot. Is he a war hero? Like, did he get like many accolades for having done what he's done? I don't know if you can be a war hero being aligned with the Nazis at any point in all of this, uh, even though they switch sides. Even though they switch, interesting. Yeah. Now they did switch, and you know they went against the Nazis. I guess at the very end, I I don't know the details around what prompted that, but I've never heard I've never heard of this before. So apparently, the Finns do really good with their PR to not have that be readily broadcast that they were on the wrong side so yeah yeah now they they share a border with the former soviet union i guess and um they had uh been uh, the relations i mean the article went and i read a few articles on this because i was like this sounds so bizarre this story mm-hmm. um and i didn't want to get on here and, and say it and it not be real but from the from what i can tell this is a, this is a true story um borrowed from a, a couple different articles and i'll and i'll promote them uh on on twitter for the That's pod cool. but it's a cool story. That's a really cool story. Yeah, they they apparently were at odds. They were tense. The relations were tense with the Soviet Union. So him getting behind Soviet lines obviously gave away to that ski chase. Mm-hmm. And you know, this normal troop of soldiers, um, uh, so to speak. Uh, yeah, this one dude just took the whole troops worth of methamphetamine. And it didn't say exactly how many days, but over several days, 250 miles, this dude was high out of his mind and um, went on an adventure. <laughs> and to, to, till his dying day, apparently, has still had no account for how he lost his troop when I guess all those 30 pills started kicking in. <laughs> yeah, like, well, we know how we, we lost had no idea. Troop. You get, you know, you but can you imagine? I wish they, but I wish they talked to the troop. 
I mean, imagine this dude downing 30 pills. He all of a sudden sprints to the front of the troop while you're giving during this whole ski chase out of mm-hmm. true lies. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he gets in the front like a NASCAR pace car. Yeah. And it's like setting the pace and gives you a, a renewed, invigorated um, spirits incentive to be like, all right, yeah, let's keep up with this dude. No. But no one knows what there's no account for how he lost them. Did he just go that much faster or did he just like take a 90 degree turn into the woods off path and just like went on his own adventure? And they were just like, dude, so and so is gone. I'm sure I, they I, just I wish I'm sure they just let him go, man. Think about that. Some fool but like how takes but all how? the meth, meth pills on your your troop. You're just gonna be like, all right, we. Be, you, you, I feel like you, it's a scene. It's a scenario where you're like, finally, we're rid of we're we're we've gotten rid of this moron. You know, I, I feel like that's but he survived. What First Who of cares? all, did the other people survive? I don't know. That we did don't the know. rest of the troops Who survive. Knows? Yeah. That but what was know. the visual of Antoine? You're one of I don't know. Troop. Yeah. You're, 50 you're, you're one of the troop, and you got it. You got the lead guy who's yeah high as hell. Do they even know? Would you follow that? I would. Do they even? No, but do you even know? How do you know? He's reaching his front pocket and downed a bunch of pills. You're getting shot at by Russians chasing you on skis. What do you know about the guy? So he's just pacing everyone. Because clearly, if it was a thing, he probably would have shared the pills. There's probably so much chaos, he didn't have a moment to do it. What do you yell back, guys? I just took everything. Follow me. I mean, <laughs> what was the inspirational quote there. I feel like you could see it in his bugged out eyes. You were like, you know, the dude looked at goggles uh, on. I'm sure he's got ski goggles on. <laughs> you right? can probably ski. see it through ski goggles. Uh, what was that? Um, and he's who framed like, Roger Rabbit with these? He's got you know, like the, giant squid eyes or whale yeah, eyes. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Who framed Roger Rabbit after he takes a shot of what were they drinking? Whiskey? Yeah, whiskey. Bourbon? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like that. Scotland, it's just like that. Yeah, just something. Yeah, something from Iowa. Uh, nah, to me, hey, look, World War Two has got a million, a million really interesting stories. That's one of that. that I've never heard that one. That's a really cool one from the other side of the uh, uh, over there in uh, in Mother Finland. Um, It's not the usual trench story or story of holding the line or taking the hill. Well, Um, I think it's. it's, I think it's an interesting. I think it adds a little. What's nice about it is it's giving you a, a glimpse into how pe- soldiers live their lives because you you don't get that kind of um, you don't get that those those kinds of intimate stories when you're when you're thinking about you know the allies in terms of you know you, you, when you talk about like D Day or you know the, the you know um, like Saving Private Ryan or anything like that you don't get those kinds of stories. No one. My point is in, in none of those films does it show soldiers hopped up on meth, right? So the so the so the fact that you know you. you you're now thinking that you know your your average soldier had these types of drugs at hand you know that i feel like that starts to it starts to give you a different perspective is my point you know i feel like we we always put ourselves in these stories and you think of your not yourself like you know, i'm not trying to say that it's a selfish thing i'm just saying that you you take what you know so you think of the way soldiers are today and you put yourselves back in time to like what it would be like in the Revolutionary War, what it would be like in the Civil War, what it would be like do in World War Two. Yeah, you do that's my point. But you don't have a you don't have that foothold to understand that things might have been very different based on the cultures at the time, and the, and to think that every soldier is walking around with these like with like high powered, you know, drugs. You know, it's just it's what just a different you, culture. Yeah. Is that so you're gonna you? be like that's a very different way of experiencing the way people are interacting and their. And, and, and what people are capable of because you don't know that people are hopped up on God knows what when they're running into a battlefield. It's the same thing when we talk about like the early days when we talk about like um, ancient warfare. When when you're talking about like the, the, main, the main warriors, like the big guys that are going up, you people don't know that necessarily that most of those guys were hopped up on, on ridiculous amounts of drugs. There's like there's just the various amounts of like different types of cocaine or what have you at the, at the of the ancient era. Those guys are hopped up on, on ridiculous stuff. So it, do you it, think it, the Viking berserkers were, they were, well, they were, they actually, well, that, that, that's the, I think that's the most well-known and most people oh, really were, were, were they hopped up on stuff. They, I, I, I believe they were actually, I mean, again, maybe this is, maybe, maybe this is Spanish, Spanish King list myth. Again, I, 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 I've always thought that it was well-known that the berserkers took stuff to, in order to be, as, as frenzied as they as they were uh now i want to take time to be like were the berserkers dr- topped up on drugs i want to like look that up in real time drugs viking <laughs> berserker drugs <laughs> please give me something one of the more hotly contested hypotheses is that the berserkers ingested a hallucinogenic mushroom amanita muscaria 
commonly known as fly agaric, uh, just before battle to induce their trance-like state. While it's technically toxic to humans, the mushrooms are apparently safe to ingest after parboiling them twice. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. It says right well, here, look, it says archaeological evidence points to berserkers using mushrooms with little evidence to support other drug use. So, oh, I don't well, know. That's possible. It's but possible. Clearly, throughout history, drugs existed, and yeah. you have a lot of... And they were used more freely than they would be today. A, you have a lot of atypical behavior happening, and you know it's not unreasonable to think that there may have been some influence. Yeah. I, I, I think the point of what we need to remember is that when you're looking back in, the, in, 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 in our past, drugs were more prevalent and more accepted in their usage than, than, they were, than they are today. And I think that's something that's a disconnect that people don't necessarily think of or realize. It's almost interesting where you have these people committing acts that are, you know, they may be romanticized or myth- mythologized. Yeah, mythologized. Yeah, that's a good um, Because of how how extraordinary they are berserkers and the whole you know persona around that or whatever it may be throughout history you know what other examples you may have but it's so it's it's so enthralling because it's so outside of the norm and to think that yeah that's because they were on something and then you expect some level of that from from normal people and it and it causes severe trauma because it's not normal to do right and what that does to us now um yeah, no, I, I, it, it, it's interesting to see that you need people to behave that way and you only get it through either like forced trauma, uh, I guess, like forcing them to do it mm-hmm. or, or, you, or you're giving them these drugs in order to, to inhibit their, <laughs> their blockers. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. In order to weaken their will. Uh, yeah, in, exactly. In some respects, yeah. yeah well, I mean, it makes you, you know, it, it's like the question we always ask. How how on earth when you look at um, especially um, I'm trying to think what's the best uh, wording for this period we're talking about like civil war Napoleonic era uh, maybe revolutionary warfare uh, that that type of the line the lined warfare where you where you you stood in a line and shot your guns um, you know we always think like how on earth could people have done that uh, at the time and 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 I've never heard stories about anyone taking uh, any kind of drugs in order to do that but it would make a lot more sense. <laughs> if they're like either heroin or some sort of beta block, like some sort of, you know, downer drug was freely available in order to be able to withstand that kind of, uh, I don't know, know, basically to put yourself in harm's way in that, in that, in that, in that capacity is, I think to most of us, it's just insane. I don't know how you would even come to grips with doing it. Uh, So yeah. Well, there was an interesting stat. I'm going to make this stat up, but it was a stat that was Mm -hmm. telling in that, you know, during war, only a small percentage of people like really ever fire their guns. That's um, true. That's true. Yeah. It, I want to say it was like 30%. Like if you're on in the trench or whatever, it's like some small percentage that actually ever fire their guns. And to your point, they're like led, you know, they're fed some narrative to get them into that position. And then, you know, we all hope for the best. And to your, to your point about like colonial warfare or whatever uh, example you may have been drawing from, that's what I'm drawing, th- it yeah. could have been something very similar. Um, but when you talk about these people who are just brazen in their in their behavior, not sure you have people who have been through traumatic things growing up and they're more likely to act out um, without the influence of drugs, but to get people to do it in mass. And I know that I, I'm pretty sure that Nazi Germany had had given their soldiers drugs as well. Um, it, it's interesting to think how much of that plays a role throughout history. And I'm only aware of recent, you know, fair, relatively recent history of the past century or so Mm -hmm. but to go back into antiquity like you had um i wasn't aware but it actually would make a lot more sense because it wouldn't it wouldn't have been regulated sure it wouldn't have been maybe as widespread as and had and as synthesized as it is in modern history but there had to have been some type of illicit drugs right or not illicit just drugs yeah just drugs some type of drugs that were used yeah Yeah. plants that have different uh, properties yeah absolutely there's tons of um yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's how medicine was done. I mean, that's how, you know, that's what a doctor was, is a person who would basically grind up various plants and then that had, uh, you know, either hallucinogenic or uh, relaxing effects and, uh, and administer them uh, for people who are experiencing pain anyway. But yeah, but anyway, so yeah, that, <laughs> that, 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 that sort of meandered into, into, a, into a different realm. But, um, but yeah, 
um, it's it's food for thought. It's definitely food for thought. Um, whenever you look back at time and you think about the way people behaved, um, so I almost want to buy a book on it. I'm kind of curious. I want to. See I think there was actually a really good book on uh, drugs throughout history. I think it's actually called Drugs, something like that. Um, drugs, drugs, drugs. Uh, I'll come back to it. But uh, but I thought there was actually a really good book with um, related to that. But anyway, yeah. um. Cool. Yeah, no, I think that's Kenny. good. That's good. Huh? Um, cool. All right. Well, guys, hit us up. Twitter at Retraction Media. Let us know your thoughts. Rate us on your favorite podcasting platform and keep sending us ideas. Much appreciated. And with that, Retraction out. Retraction out.